is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expected Fairy List. How's it going? Now part of the Digitant family of podcasts. Um, I hope you're having a wonderful week. And um, stuff to talk about before we get started. Roll it out. Uh, 60-minute virtual live uh, body rolling classes with a focus on the aerialist and our problems. Would love to have you guys. We have now a class on Sunday evenings and Tuesday as well. I'm sorry, it's Pacific time, 7 o'clock for people on the other side of the world. Um, but there's also the portal and you can access all of my videos. Um, and today we have Roya Caviglia. She is... Somebody that I met actually um, in the group that I learned how to make an online course with. So she was creating her own online course on how to teach and learn baby sign language. And I reached out to her. I was like, do you remember me from taking this course with me? And she jumped on and she's just a delight. Um, she tells us how to teach our babies and toddlers how to sign before they can verbally communicate with us. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear this. Let's get started. I, I didn't know that you were in Switzerland. I thought you were in the States. Why? I always assume. It's a bad thing to assume. <laughs> well, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, you know, it's like we have this digital community, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The world and is so just... small like this. Yeah. Yeah. So my listeners, Roya, actually, the way I met her is, is kind of unique from the other guests that I bring on. She is, she was taking this course that I was taking, um, create awesome online courses.com. Yep. And we both, uh, along with many, many people across the world took this course enabled to create our own courses on online courses. And, um, they have this Facebook group and we shared, we, we get to like cross contaminate in a way and share <laughs> what we all do and, and. And uh, what she does is kind of up our alley being being moms in this podcast. So, Royal, if you would introduce yourself a little bit about your family and where you live and what you do, and then I'll just jump in and we'll start. Okay, let's start. So I'm Roya. I'm Roya Cavilla, and I live in Switzerland with my family. I have two little people. Um, I'm from the UK originally, and my husband's Italian, and um, we've lived in a few countries, actually. We just moved to Switzerland last year, and before that, we were in the Netherlands for nearly two, 10 years, nearly a decade, and then two years in Germany, and before that, we were in Switzerland, so it's been a bit of a yeah, a bit of a journey around Europe, but now we're in Switzerland again. We're in Geneva, which is the French-speaking part, and we are hopefully settled. We are not planning to go anywhere else anymore after all these adventures traveling because we have now our children. I, I, I still call them small children, but they're in school, so <laughs> primary school children. And um, yeah, so that's me and my family and where we live. And so what I do is I teach people to um, really enjoy the transition to parenthood um, by focusing on communication with their little people. And when I talk about focusing on communication, I'm thinking about reading their body language and my, my course, my signature program that I developed on this course that you were also doing um, is my baby sign language course. Yeah. 
And I have a special interest too in, in helping families um, with raising their children multilingual, because that was an amazing discovery with our children that we have four languages in our family that we use often. And the baby signing bridges the languages. So this came later, it was sort of a happy discovery, but I'm really leading into it now. Oh my God. Okay. First of all, it's so niche. Like I've been doing this podcast for three years and still organically have not come across someone quite like you <laughs> in the other, the other spaces that I'm in. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely speech pathology, but this is, this is slightly different. So, um, before we go into how to guide parents, um, how did you, how did you get into this? Okay, so good question. Um, I am uh, by training and actually most of my professional life, I've been teaching English as a foreign language. And uh, that's something that I trained to do in London. And it's been wonderful on our journey all around Europe. I've always been able to, to, uh, to teach. Uh, although my specialism was business English and teaching adults. But then in the Netherlands, when we were expecting our first baby, I was beginning to worry about... Um, Actually, we sort of became, came full circle because I was worried about whether my child growing up in the Netherlands would speak English well enough or speak Italian well enough to have like good relationships with our families at home in England and Italy. And so I was really focused on learning about baby development, baby language development, teaching English to very small children. I was thinking, you know, I, could I be doing that with, with my own children? because that was my, you know, my job anyway, teaching English, but how would it be different to teach babies or, or toddlers from teaching adults? Or could we just bring them up like immersively as if they were in England and that would be enough for the English. So I was focusing on all of this already. And then something amazing happened. So nobody knew that we were pregnant yet actually. Um, and we had friends come and stay from, from Japan. And they brought baby Mile, so it was a Japanese family, and they had a baby who was just learning to walk. I think Mile must have been about a year old, somewhere between nine months and a year old. And at breakfast, we were, you know, there, all of us, and chatting. And this baby just put her fingers next to her, her mouth and sort of opened and closed her index finger and thumb. I'm doing it, but you can't see because it's a podcast. <laughs> So Mila was doing this little gesture with her hand and looking out the window and then her mom Chia started talking to her in Japanese and they were having this real moment, this connection. And um, I'm just like, what? What is happening? What is this? Like, you have to explain right now to me what is happening with this baby because this is a baby that cannot talk yet. She wasn't saying any words yet, but they were having this really meaningful communication moment. And yeah, they didn't know I was pregnant, but I was, and I knew. So then I was like, I have to know all about this. So the, the, I fell down the research rabbit hole into baby sign language. And the whole thing was just so fascinating. I was determined to do that with, with my baby when, when he arrived. And we did. And, you know, it wasn't easy, like, because a lot of the time I was thinking, is this crazy? Like, is what I'm doing crazy? Can my child communicate with his hands before he can speak? Like, I had a lot of doubts and I wasn't sure. And I, yeah, I kept reading things online, watching videos, buying resources and stuff. But then when he was about eight months old, he signed back. He signed Papa. He signed back. 
And my husband, of course, was super excited. And we had a child wow. who, who couldn't speak, who was like telling us stuff. <laughs> wow, because you were signing the whole time. So we were signing, yeah, I think uh, I stopped and started. But I think from around six months old, I was really determined. And we, we didn't sign loads of things, but we signed mommy, papa. Um, we signed toilet, actually, because we thought it was hilarious. But he actually picked up on that one. So around that same time, I think his first sign was papa. And then he would sign toilet at around nine months old, wherever we went. So we just called him the toilet inspector. It was so funny. But we could actually put him on the toilet and he would pee. Like blown mind blown <laughs> like crazy stuff so he would sign toilet meaning he had to pee well we and at first we were just like he's signing toilet okay so we're in the library or the cafe or wherever so we would just take him and show it to him like there's the toilet and he would be oh. happy <laughs> so and it's like it's, a object uh, yeah and then at some point we were just should we just put him on you know should we put him on it <laughs> it's funny when I still can't, like a lot of things that happen with my two kids I still can't believe it like it's still I have so much enthusiasm for sharing this because I don't think we really realize how capable our babies are anyway yeah he would pee he would pee on toilets for like nine months and we didn't teach him how to do that we just told him the sign and this is the sign that whenever we went to the toilet you know he could see us and we would just do this toilet humor hysterical sign but inadvertently we found out that he he figured out what that was for okay so other cultures <laughs> have absolutely done this yeah forever right right and yeah. so I kind of understand the science behind it but can Ooh. you kind of explain that like the 101 like why it works and why it's a benefit of course and um, the, the wider baby sign language stuff or the more like the early potting stuff, because with my second baby, I researched a lot more about that. And I know exactly how that works now, but it is slightly different. <laughs> okay. So, both and differentiate differentiate it. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. So I think um, the baby sign language thing, that's my main thing. So let's start with that. Um, so babies have better motor skills for their hands months before they have the skills necessary to control all the muscles like in their face and their tongue and everything that they need to produce speech words so most babies say their first word at around 12 months old and that's the same for monolingual babies or multilingual babies but they get control of their hands from um it, it depends on the baby, right? Because every baby develops at their own pace. But let's say around nine months or some babies way earlier than that. So, and also another thing that's important is that at six months old, around then, they start attaching meaning to words that you're saying or gestures, the things that you're doing with your hands. For example, if you think about a baby um, learning to wave or point, you don't teach them how to do those things. They just pick them up from seeing you do those things. And most babies are doing that by around eight, nine months old. And um, because that's how their, their hands are developing and they're having control of their hands already by then. So you can give them, if you, if you start to use other gestures, not just waving and pointing, but also, um, yeah, on a podcast, I can't <laughs> demonstrate, but I'm now doing the sign for milk, which is a bit like milking a cow. 
<laughs> Google it or YouTube it, Google it or whatever. Um, you'll see it. And, and they can do that. They can then use their hands to ask for milk, for example, without having to cry for it because they cannot say the word milk, not for another six months at least. Yeah. And that's the main thing for the baby sign language. And then you can add in as many signs as you want. And it depends on your baby and their personality because every baby has their own personality. But if they're interested in the milk, they're going to tell you and they'll be able to with their hand or whatever it is. If it's um, our son, he loved um, pointing out dogs like from the window or in the park. And so we taught him the sign for dog and he could tell us that there's a dog before he could say anything. I mean, we can't remember when we were that young, but it's like, it must be so frustrating, right? Ooh, to not yeah. be able to communicate as any being, um, my being who's three and a half, she sometimes says a word, but it's not exactly what I can understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> she's like, why don't you understand me? <laughs> and she says it like a million times, right? And she's like yeah. just getting more frustrated. Yeah. And, then, and then I suddenly get it. And then yeah. she's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And you see, this can also, for older, you know, not, older children too, but yeah, like two-year-olds and three-year-olds. I had um, I had a family that explained to me one time about their, their little boy. They only speak English. It's not a multilingual situation, but he, he didn't want to say thank you. And they were always trying to, you know, teach him or encourage him to say thank you to people for things. And he didn't want to. And it was becoming really a, a, a friction point with them until his uncle, who knew some signs, taught him the sign for thank you. And then he was like thanking everyone. And it sort of just turned out that he didn't like to make the th sound in English. Ah, because that's, okay. really, that's really hard for children. And even monolingual children, it's like the last sound that they're able to make um, in the development of language. Like that thing with the tongue between the teeth. Like he was so conscious of it. He hated it. And he didn't want to say that word. So it's really beautiful. So it wasn't the gesture language. of it. It was the, it was the actual phonetics of it, not the gesture. And the parents are upset because they think that he He's doesn't want a gesture. Thankful. Yeah, he, no, they were upset right. because they, he wasn't saying thank you to people. But then when he learned the gesture, he was able to do so. And they were able to understand him. And it took off that self-conscious, like, oh, I can't pronounce it properly, you know? Oh, my God. Just saving families around the world, Roya. Good job. Um, <laughs> so not only do you teach this in person, but you have an online course yes. that can be accessed from anywhere yes how do you um let's let's start into that how do you teach this to to parents okay so um like the online course that i have um it's 12 modules and we start off with the three first modules are very um are very um useful they're the most useful signs that you can use and each video is like less than 10 minutes because I know these, I know, I know what it is to be a new parent with a new baby is completely overwhelming, right? So those first few modules are going to teach you signs like mama, papa, milk, the ones that you're really going to use in your everyday life. And that will take pressure off, hopefully, these frustrating situations where your baby wants milk and doesn't know how to ask for milk, then they can use the sign. And then as your baby gets older, like, you know, eight months, nine months, a year, a year and a half, then there are um, in total 12 modules. So you have nine other modules with themes. So a theme like going out, uh, getting dressed, going to the doctor, things like this with signs that 
still a really really useful in everyday life but then you can choose them according to your interests or the child's interests and like add them in later once you're you know it's clicked and your child is signing with you so what is it like the the nuts and bolts of actually teaching a baby versus yeah. like an adult you know like like how how does yeah that's how does really one do good, that yeah that's a really good question well i think the thing is is to not teach them not to try and teach them because it's a baby <laughs> but just to be with them i think the the main thing you know we we sometimes have this perception of babies as you know like you know it's it's a cute blob and there's lots of crying and and sleeping and crying again and feeding them and changing them happy and it's like re repeat 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 but actually if you focus on communicating with your baby um and you can do that even before the six to nine month mark. Like you can be focusing on, on their body language because they're telling you a lot of things already with their body language. And you can then um, anticipate, you can understand their needs and anticipate their needs and respond to their needs and just by being with them. So the, the example that I gave you before about waving, did you do you remember teaching your child like this is this is a wave and we do this when we say hello to people and we do this when we say goodbye to people i mean is that that's not right. how it works is it right so the idea is that you as parents or we as parents we learn the gestures we learn the signs and then we just use them in context so with the example of the wave that you wave goodbye and you wave hello that's the only time you wave so that's when, you know, the, your baby will understand that's something to do with people disappearing and reappearing. And then the sign for milk, you always make that sign when your baby is about to have milk or they can see milk. So if it's a bottle, you're preparing the bottle, you can use the sign. Or um, if you're, you know, you're breastfeeding, then you say, you know, we're going to have some milk now. Let's get settled on the favorite chair, you know, in the place of the routine that you have. You use the sign. And by using the gestures, these signs in context, your baby builds an association. And it will take probably a little bit of time for it to click with the baby because they're working out the meaning of you know, what the gesture means. So it could be that sometimes, like it often happens that one of the first signs babies learn is milk and then they're signing milk for everything, everything, everything. <laughs> but if <laughs> they, they work it out, you know, that's only for milk and then there are other signs for other things. I mean, it totally makes sense that we would just, like if this is hello and goodbye, mm. you know, as a culture, we don't, people can't see me, but like the sign for thank you, which is yeah. like at the chin and then, and then serving your hand forward. Yeah. Like if we said thank you and did that every single time, yeah, exactly. the kid would be like, oh, this is associated with that word. Yes. Um, so in a simple way, like signing, like not every single word, but using signs for all the words that you use on a regular basis and yeah. your kid's going to pick them up. Yeah. Up. I mean, yeah, exactly. So the, the course in the course, um, there's about 130 signs, I think, or 150, something like that. And I think that's even too many, like you don't have to learn every single one, but I think it's really nice to choose the ones that, that, that will make your lives easier. I mean, it just makes your life so much easier if your baby can tell you what they need and want rather than like crying. I mean, I wish that was universal. Like 
among the countries. Like if I could go to a country that I don't speak the language and there's a sign for I need to go to the bathroom and I just squeeze my hand or something, that would be very useful. (laughs) It would be be so cool. And that's actually a question I often get asked because, you know, every country has its own official sign language used by the deaf communities. And of course, I'm not teaching a language. I mean, I think the baby sign language is a little bit of a misnomer because I'm not teaching a language. It's a parenting tool what I'm teaching I see, and, I see. yeah and so um, that's why we choose specific ones and actually many of the signs that I teach on my course have been modified to allow very small babies with their limited motor skills to perform them so so even like somebody um, who perhaps um, speaks ASL American Sign Language they might be a bit like oh, what's that that's not that's not correct that's not the right sign or, or whatever with that if they were looking at my resources but I'm not teaching American Sign Language I'm teaching um, parents and babies to be you know I'm helping them communicate better using these gestures yeah so what you're alluding to is kind of like the the specifics of like a, a niche community like for example I'm an aerialist right okay yeah and I'm a teacher and that's what I teach online. And there was a whole, there was a whole fiasco about one of my videos because I wrapped something wrong. <laughs> you did it wrong. <laughs> I wrapped it wrong and then I called it a certain thing. And because I wrapped it wrong, it wasn't supposed to be called that thing. Okay. And there was a whole, I mean, you know, Roya. Any PR is good PR in my book, <laughs> so it's <laughs> fine. People around the world are talking about me. If it's positive or negative, I'll take it. Yeah. But I think that's kind of – because, like, I, I hear that from you. I was like, man, who's threading that needle? Like, who cares? Oh, yeah, I know. Well, go go and look at the some of the reviews under my book on Amazon. <laughs> 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 then, then, <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, it's something that – it actually has to be made clear, but there is no, and that, that's really interesting that there is no official international sign language that doesn't exist. Okay. And there All is right. no official, you know, international baby sign language. And so this method is really my method, but it works and it works so well. Which and is it, the important part. Yeah, people. exactly. And it's just such a joy to see, like, for example, you know, like if we take the American sign language sign for I love you, Again, I'm doing it, but you can't see it. But it's like three, uh, your thumb up. Your, it's like your, rock. It's like, yeah, like rock, like rock, rock and roll. Thumb. Exactly. Rock and roll. Thumb. Yeah. And um, it actually represents I, there's the letter I, and then the letter L for love. And then there's like a U in there. It's all, I love you in the hand. Um, but, you know, you're not going to find any baby less than 12 months old who's able to hold up their pinky finger. That's just not, not going to happen. They might so, be able to do the Taylor Swift version. By 12 months? I don't know. Can I? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we're still in like milk and waving territory. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, think, I, <laughs> I think around 18 months, two years old for sure. Like my daughter, for example, this, the, the, the ASL, I love you. She couldn't do that till she was older than two. Like she couldn't, she would hold her finger up. Like a little her Oh, that's finger. so cute yeah. though. Like doing because the effort. She, she wanted to do the real like deal, the real thing. Because I, you know, I told her that's actually the, the, the sign that they use in American in the, in the sign language. But we, we do love for love. So it's this love for love. And it's just like uh, your index finger and thumb up, only those two. And it's much more achievable. And, well, I love you anyway is a concept. That it also looks like loser. Like loser. It's not loser. Ah. 
I love you. It's love, love. it's love, it's love. Yeah, it's love for love. So, you know, yeah, that's an example of, of yeah, the infant communication. <laughs> uh, you should see the reviews on my book on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's up. like, it's like, this is an aerial book there's not enough pictures yeah yeah this I have is that just too. theory not exactly. there's not enough pictures I was it's like a book. Okay. it's a book like I have so many videos everywhere and then I, I wrote the book okay I did the book and and it links up to the course and it's it's it, the book is really like all the questions that I ever got asked and I just threw them all together in that book because then they're there and I can direct somebody to them and I can tell Roya took the same course as me because we yeah like like from a business model <laughs> standpoint yeah. it's like yeah 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 exactly and the book is free by the way <laughs> go go get it go download <laughs> it <laughs> oh my god people how do people have the time anyways yeah okay so roya how what are the languages that are spoken in your in your household the four so we speak um i speak english with my children and my husband speaks italian with them i also speak italian quite well so as a family we try to when the four of us are together we try to use italian although we're not always doing so great at that but um that's sort of the minority language in our situation and then the, the children go to school in french uh, where we live in geneva and the fourth language is dutch because they were both born in the Netherlands. We were living there. And I have to admit, we're using it less, but my son, um, both children understand a lot of Dutch. And um, although we're not speaking it very much, we know it's in their heads and it's going to be a great foundation also for learning German when they start learning German. I think my son will start next year. Because Dutch and German are similar? They're similar, yeah. German, it's, they're not the same language, but they have lots of similarities, yeah. Roya, every time I speak to somebody who's not living in America, yeah. I'm like, wow, you guys are so far ahead. <laughs> you guys culturally, you guys are so culturally sexy. <laughs> like, Americans, okay. Americans are so American. So American? Like, we're just like, yeah, like we're just, that's just not the case. Whereas I t talk to my friends in Europe and Asia and it's like, five languages <laughs> and like you know but it's still I, I mean it's because what they're exposed to yeah I think yeah that's, that's it and I think it also but it also depends where you're talking about in America right because you have men many many bilingual people I mean I know Spanish is huge and uh, there must also be pockets of uh, you know Asian languages here and there I don't know how exactly communities organize themselves but I think it's different because Europe is like you can travel from one, one country like you could over here into in, a state. Okay. Like if I go to Las yeah. Vegas, it's the same as you going to another country, right? Yeah. Okay. And then there's a whole different language in that yeah. next little pocket. And yeah. it, it, it opens your world in a way that, you know, we don't have. We have great things here in America. I love L.A. Ooh. But that is not something that is so accessible, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. But there is a lot of Spanish being spoken here in, in California, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's also an effort because I speak to a lot of families who have similar backgrounds to us and they struggle with the multilingual aspect. And they, like, I talk to moms who tell me, oh, you know, it's like, it's just a big mess or I feel lost. Mm. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I don't know if my children are going to pick up these languages. Um, I worried a lot, I think I mentioned it before, about whether my children would be able to speak with my parents. Like, would they have 
good relationships with the grandparents because they're going to be like, I, I guess the school language in the end will be the strongest one. So that's going to be French. And French is really not my strongest language. <laughs> so there's that as well. So there, it, 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 there's a lot of um, effort and planning that goes into genuinely raising multilingual children that are functional, you know, in the, the, the languages. And they'll, they'll never have all four languages at exactly the same level. Um, but if you're, you know, you have to think about what your goals are and your priorities are. It might be that one language they don't learn to read and write, and maybe that's okay, you know? So part of what I do now is one of my, my resources that I offer, it's a free resource too, um, is a family planning worksheet. So where I explain there are some different um, ideas behind multilingual parenting um, and how to do it. And I talk about the, the two or three different methods that, well, two or three of the many different methods that you can use. And then there's a planning worksheet that you can fill out to sort of just get the ball rolling because some parents don't think about it. And then they've got a three-year-old or a four-year-old and they're like, oh, but, oh, I, I wish I was speaking to them in like, because they're living abroad, it might be that they're speaking French all day at work and they're speaking French with their partner, but their native language is is you know, Italian or Spanish or something else. And then they regret them. They're not speaking their, their native language or first language. Native is a little bit problematic in this multilingual world I live in, but, <laughs> you know, so it is important to plan for it. It's, it doesn't come easily. Okay. So let's sew the two together. So how are you using the baby signing to like ease is the transition into language yes so so once you have your plan in place so let's say just for now we're talking about family with two languages let's simplify a little bit than <laughs> my situation but um in that case when i'm talking to my baby and i'm using these signs these gestures in context while speaking english to my baby i will sign um milk the gesture for milk and i will talk about milk you know with the word milk <laughs> And then um, my husband perhaps is getting ready to offer some milk to our baby. He will say that in Italian. So he will make the same gesture, the same sign for milk that I used when speaking English, but he'll speak Italian for him, for him, latte. latte is milk in Italian. And so what happens then is that the same gesture is used, the same sign is used for the word milk and the word latte in Italian, which is the same thing. So it bridges the languages. But something really nice that happens too is that it helps the child to separate the languages. Because what can happen um, when you're raising a multilingual child or a child with a bilingual child is that sometimes the languages get a bit mixed up and in the same sentence they've got, you know, English words and Italian words and, and that's called code switching. And it's not terrible. <laughs> But it makes it, you know, long term, it makes it a bit harder to separate the languages if code switching is happening because it can become a habit. Whereas if your baby realizes from the get go that this same gesture has two different words attached, there's two different language systems happening, they're much more able to learn those two languages without mixing them up. I hope that was... Yeah, clear. Okay, first of all, that's genius. Second of all, that's really like, it makes so much sense. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, that completely makes sense. Like even as an adult, mm -hmm. if I were to have to learn it in English and Spanish and I had this hand gesture in between, I'd be like, 
that would it would serve as a like a like a triangle yeah in my mind yeah yeah and it really helps and this was an amazing discovery because i i never read about that anywhere when i was researching baby sign language and um i have seen recently a, 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 you know other places say oh yeah that also helps with with learning languages but i i think it's really yeah a big special thing that i love to talk about because i, I think it's it's not it's not known it's not known about and i can tell you a really lovely anecdote with my son when this really i saw it happen like um we used to sign home it, it looks like this it's like, it's like a roof and I, i'd sign that and um, when we arrived home in the car or he would sign it to me in the supermarket when it was fed up and he wanted to go home when he was around i don't know 18 months or something we could be in the trolley and he'd be like signing home and then one time we um we stopped outside the house in the car and he was speaking a little bit by then and he said home in english and made the gesture and he was like looking at his hands and then he said casa and i was like yeah <laughs> and that's the so italian for home that's exactly yeah and it, it just like i saw it happen it's amazing it's just amazing oh my god this is so fascinating yeah <laughs> it is yeah Uh Roya, just through my own like curiosity, how's your business going ever since you did this crazy course that we took? Yeah, it's going well. So the course is there, it's available, and um, we have lots of families having success with it. Um yeah, it's it's really something that I just love working on and I love talking about it and I love sharing it and yeah, it's going well. And you do and you do um in-person consultation where you live. Yeah, so that's well. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's available to me. Yeah. Yeah, the online course is just so important in this world because like I can imagine if I brought you on here and you didn't have any offerings for the rest of the world. So only in Switzerland <laughs> could you offer this. That would suck. Yeah, really. And and you know, then it it would be such a joy to have this conversation with you, but it would also be kind of like, you know, what's the point? Like <laughs> we wouldn't be able to send your your people anywhere. So Yeah, I'm excited to be able to say, "Hey, can I can I tell them my website?" <laughs> yeah, go ahead, please. babysignlanguagecourse.com. Yeah, come and come and visit. By baby sign language what? Course, babysignlanguagecourse.com. You went for the obvious and it's so helpful. <laughs> Don't make people try to remember some random name. Although mine is wrapyourheadaroundsilks.com, but it's because it's my good. field is a little bit bigger than yours. Yeah. 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 So there's um, you know, somebody has already bought all the other ones. Oh. <laughs> But anyways, um it's very useful. It's also like mind-blowing, but also not. It's like, oh, duh. This totally makes sense. Yeah. Um it solves so many problems that we have as parents as well. I'm really convinced of that. Like it helps with bonding. it helps with breast like breast learning breastfeeding which is a learned behavior you know it's a it's um you have to work as a team with your baby so you have to know what their hunger cues are like it it just makes you focus on things that you wouldn't otherwise and, and you notice things about your baby that you wouldn't otherwise and you know them better and oh it's great i could talk about it for hours yeah <laughs> it's like what is this child trying to tell me yeah what yes bean i'm almost finished Are you done? Oh my goodness, she's so good at this. She a little she like, Yeah, she like <laughs> she's used to mama podcasting by now. 
Right, yeah. Bean? Mommy, I want to lay down on you. You want to lay down on me? You want to snuggle? Mm -hmm. You know, I was asking for snuggles this morning, and you turned me down. Oh, no. Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. What? Mommy. What? I don't want you to talk. She doesn't <laughs> want me to talk. I want you to lay down on me. Would you mommy. like some fruit? Would you like some Mama, fruit? I want to sit down. Okay, listen. We're going to say goodbye to Roya, but you know what? She's part of this podcast. I've been doing it ever since like she was on my nipple and and um I like her voice on it because like I can I can like as I listen to it I can hear her growing up. Oh on the podcast. And it's so beautiful. Would I you like to say hello to the listeners? Da, 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 da. Would you like to say hi to listeners? Da, 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 da. Hey no no no. Say hello listeners. No? What do you want to say? Dot. Say hello to me. Hello. Say hello. No, you just want to, you just want to make sounds like whining sounds. Okay. Roya, <laughs> this was a joy. It's perfect. Yes. Um, thank, thank you so you. much for coming on. Yeah, it was such a pleasure. So nice. I loved, I loved to, uh, yeah, I just love to talk about this stuff. So thank you. You made my day. Roya, I love connecting with you. This was so fun to to learn all about this, and it it like is is very like common sense. Like it totally makes sense, and we just you know people like me, we don't I don't I just don't have it in my my vocabulary yet. So it's it's exciting to know that this is you know not super hard to teach your to teach your infant and and toddlers. You want to say hi to the listeners, Bean? Okay, yeah, you can you can you can rip that paper. She's coloring you guys. All right, my friends, uh, check out Roll It Out. Check out all the free resources I have on my website. There's there's like six new things there for you. And I would love I would love you guys to check that stuff out. Please honor me with a five star rating and a review. And um, yeah, I would love to have you on the podcast. I would love to diversify who I have on, the type of stories, where you're geographically located, all the things. So thank you again for being with me. I appreciate you so much. Um, check out Digit Podcast, Health and Wellness uh, podcast there, and um, of course, Greener Grass. We have a huge variety of things, um, and you get to hear more of my voice, which is hopefully, hopefully a good thing. All right, guys, have an amazing week. Over and out. This is the Expecting Ariel Sound.